Radio OUM roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still tuning in to iRadio OUM. Of course, this segment right now is cross-culture management where we'll be taking a look at how we can manage a different culture in order to achieve a better work productivity, better efficiency in our work. Now, of course, when we talk about uh, the world today, we see that in today's globalized environment, multicultural teams are no longer something that is strange and emphasis has to be given on the different ways, uh, different methods of establishing cooperation, admitting and accepting differences, negotiating the interaction process and evaluating or re-evaluating the differences. And this is important because we have to do all this so as to benefit the whole team. And since discussing cultural differences is a sensitive issue, if it is not handled properly, trust and participation in building a multicultural team, especially in building the team's integrity, is very, very important. Of course, for the team to work effectively, they need to uh, be mindful of each other, be respect of, uh, respectful of each other, and to understand each other. And of course, this is something that we cannot escape from in this day and age. And a multicultural team should be able to identify as well as discuss the differences in expectations regarding task strategies as well as processes of interaction. And when these teams, when the team members are able to do this, differences can be uh, used or perhaps exploited for the benefit of the team. So this will eventually, uh, you know, affect positively the bottom line, the bottom line of the corporation or the company itself. And the team culture, which emerges as a result of this cooperation, of this collaboration, of this integration of the multicultural team, will have to be preserved. And you know what's best? I think it's best if this uh, cooperation, this collaboration, you know, how you can arrive to this point of the team, yeah? It's best if you can replicate it. It's best if it is something that you can actually, uh, you know, do again in different parts of the world. Because you see, having a cohesive working cooperative team is very much the asset for the company. And of course, successful multicultural teams are those teams that have found ways of integrating the contributions of the different members in the team. And then also, they have learned to find solutions that add value to the company. Okay, so that's, in, 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 in short, is our discussion for today. Multicultural teams. What do you understand on multicultural teams? What do you understand about uh, multicultural teams? Do you work in a multicultural team? I think most of us... W- work at one point of our working life have worked or are actually working in a multicultural team you can share with us your ideas or your views your experiences via our facebook page so go to facebook and search for iradio oum in the meantime let me take a small break i'll come back with more after the break don't go anywhere stay tuned zero three two seven seven three double two double two that's the hotline you need to remember if you want to interact live with the DJ on air. iRadio OUM, roaming across your mind. 
iRadio OUM roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still tuning in to the cross-culture cross-culture management segment. Okay, Now you're tuning in to me, DJ Hanim. And today I'm sharing with you, I'm exploring with you the role of culture in management. Earlier on, I've given you... Uh, a broad view of uh, an overview of culture how although it is different from one another although each culture is unique there's actually a lot of common grounds between cultures now let's take a look at this quote by professor gert hofstede now professor gert hofstede is actually one of the leading expert in the world of cross culture management yeah uh, according to professor gert hofstede yeah one of the most important rules to remember when working within a multinational organization is that there is not necessarily one right way of doing things. Now, the thing is, this is very, very true because in different cultures, sometimes we approach things differently. The same problems, but different cultures approach it differently. And of course, when we talk about, uh, you know, the, the day, day and age, uh, this ICT day and age yeah, with developing globalization of businesses, actually the ability of employees to work effectively together across borders has become increasingly crucial to the success of a business. So cross-cultural understanding by individuals and organizations as a whole serves to eliminate misunderstandings that could harm the business and actually maximize the best attributes each culture has to offer okay and again it boils down to us remembering that although each cultures are different yeah although my culture is different than your culture perhaps but the thing is at the end of the day there are certain commonalities that we can actually work together with now we'll talk about effective uh, international business or multinational corporations they are actually those with the wisdom to seek competitive edge through intercultural training through working around the differences yeah through making the most of our differences so what happens is that these effective multinational corporations multinational organization can gain insightful understanding of their global markets and of course it will mobilize the motivation triggers of their staff now of course we know that from different cultures we are motivated by different things some cultures are perhaps you know they, they do it out of integrity perhaps yeah uh, some culture are you know are more economic driven social economic driven so uh, some culture are more uh, likely to just you know be happy with the status quo for instance so these are the things that can actually you know uh, propel the company forward now when we talk about uh, understanding culture you know intercultural training when uh, the lack of understanding the local culture might create problems for companies operating in countries other than their own and it doesn't matter how big these companies may be if they ignore the cultural aspects in their international operations they are actually putting themselves at their own risk cultural differences and the unique and different ways of lives that actually uh, accompany them 
makes it necessary for managers to develop international expertise, especially those expertise, those skills that enable them to successfully manage according to the different environments of the countries in which they operate. And this dynamic environment consists of the political, sociocultural, economic, legal and technological factors that influence the strategy functions and processes of any international business so you you now you can see a clearer picture uh, the relationship between culture and management let me take a small break i'll come back with more after the break don't go anywhere I'm roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for tuning in to iRadio OUM. You're still tuned in to the cross-culture management segment with me, DJ Hanim. Okay, now when we talk about culture, the role of culture in management, the relationship between culture and management, we're also talking about, you know, perhaps multinational corporations that does not uh, operate in their home ground, you know, or perhaps even in Malaysia with different ethnic groups working together. So when we talk about, you know, cross-cultural management, we know that a crucial and important skill that the manager, that the business leaders must have is actually a working knowledge of the cultural variables that could uh, perhaps influence their decisions, their managerial decisions. In other words, the managers, the leaders, yeah, the CEOs have to be culturally sensitive and they need to have a healthy respect for another individual's culture. And this is what cross-cultural literacy is all about. An understanding of how cultural differences across and within nations can affect the way uh, in which a business is practiced. Now, what happens if a manager or if a business leader, the CEO perhaps, yeah, is insensitive, uh, culturally insensitive? Well, the cultural insensitivity of managers who perhaps underestimate the significance of cultural factors can lead the business, not not only the, the managers themselves, yeah, it can even lead the business to failure. And cultural sensitivity requires the managers to be able to understand the perspectives of those living in other different societies and the willingness to practice cultural empathy and in other words you are trying to put yourself in another person's shoes and of course when we talk about international managers, they can benefit greatly from understanding the nature, the dimensions, the variable, the variables, sorry, that constitute a country's culture and how these actually affect the work and organizational process. And when this, 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 this cultural awareness is there, the managers will be able to develop appropriate policies and functions for planning, leading, controlling, 
and organizing in an international setting. And it's all about understanding your people. It's all about you know uh, knowing what's best for them. And this this adaptation process is very very important for the manager for the leader to realistically and successfully formulate and impe- implement organizational objectives as well as strategies. And of course, this cultural adaptation greatly contributes to an increase in the workforce diversity around the globe. Like I mentioned earlier, the the quote from Professor Gerd Hofstede. Okay, there's no uh, the most important rule to remember when working within a multinational company, multinational organization that there is not necessarily one right way of doing things perhaps you know this solution is working just fine in the UK but when you go to Africa you know perhaps um, Zimbabwe or some place you know this is not the best way you have to do it differently and it does not necessarily mean that the Zimbabwe way is wrong it does not mean that the UK way is wrong it's just different ways of doing the same thing so okay let me take a small break I'll come back with cultural intelligence what is cultural intelligence do you have cultural intelligence if you want to know more stay tuned ADC atau keluaran maksud perkataan yang dikeluarkan berkenaan buku majalah dan lain-lain Contoh ayat, Proton mengeluarkan edisi terbaru keretanya iaitu Saga. IRADIOUM roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still tuning into IRADIOUM in the cross culture management segment. Okay, before the break, I shared with you about cultural intelligence, which is basically uh, a person's capability to adapt effectively to a new cultural context. Okay, now what happens if this is not in place? What happens if the business leader or the manager does not have cultural intelligence? Now, the effects on culture on specific management functions are particularly noticeable when we when the managers yeah attempt to impose their own values their own beliefs on those from another society in other words when the manager does not is not able to adapt effectively to a new cultural context now uh, let me give you an example an american manager perhaps yeah uh, of course they will plan activities schedule them and then they judge their timely completion based on the belief that people influence and control the future rather than assuming that you know what it's all god's will so to speak you know as some managers in 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 a more religious countries would probably believe okay and many people in the world understand and relate to others only in terms of their own culture and this is this unconscious reference point of one's own cultural values is called a self-reference criterion okay and of course this is this is something almost um automatic for most of us okay and for all of us so uh, when we talk about adapting that is the new skills that we need to have that we need to develop 
where we deal with different cultures. Now, an international manager, as a first step in cultural sensitivity, have to understand his or her own culture first. And the thing is, this awareness helps guard them against adopting either a parochial or an ethnocentric attitude. Okay, when you understand your own culture, you know that you know what. I'm doing this because this is what my culture dictates me to do. Okay, this is not necessarily the best way to run my business here in this particular locale, but this is what my my, my culture have taught me to do. Now, uh, this happens. Yeah, parochialism occurs when, for instance, a, a German manager, yeah, expects those from or in another country to automatically fall into patterns of behavior common in Germany. And ethnocentrism describes the attitude of those who operate from the assumption that their way of doing things are the best, no matter where or under what conditions these are uh, these means or these methods are applied. And companies, both large companies and small companies, have demonstrated this lack of cultural sensitivity, and. In in different countless subtle ways with disastrous effects, and of course, after you've understood, after you've under uh, after you've studied your own culture, then the manager's next step towards establishing a, an effective uh, cross cultural relations or cross cultural management is to develop cultural sensitivity, is to develop cultural intelligence. You know, as we have, uh, of course, as as I've mentioned earlier, an international national managers do not only uh, ha- must not only be aware of the cultural variables and their effects on behavior in the workplace but these managers must also be uh, must also be appreciative of the cultural diversity and should understand how to build constructive working relationships anywhere in the world this is the challenge okay ladies and gentlemen let me take a small break i'll help you through the challenge but let me take a small break first stay tuned to i radio um mama aisom satu ya eh aisom je ganem kat rumah pun ada aisom Eh, kau ni, bukan sebab tu lah Aku ni nak jaga suara aku Kata orang, kalau kita nak jaga suara Kenalah elakkan minum air sejuk Kita kena banyakkan minum air suam Ya, yeah, aku tak tahu lah pula Tapi aku rasa suara aku dia okey je Ha, dengar ni eh Kau kunci cintaku Ha, kan okey tu Memanglah tak nampak kesannya Kau tunggulah 10 tahun lagi hmm, Baru tahu Ish, Lambatnya makanan ni sampai ha, Tengok tu Rokok pula Ni satu lagi Merokok pun boleh merosakkan peti suara kita juga tau Eh kau ni Hanim Apa yang aku buat serba tak kena Masalahnya Apa yang kau buat ni Bukan je boleh rosakkan peti suara kau Tapi juga boleh memudaratkan kesihatan kau Oh, sayang juga kau kat aku ya. Ini nampaknya rasanya pula. Hi 
Radio OU, I'm roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still tuning in to the cross-culture management segment with me, DJ Hanim. Today, we're exploring the role of culture in management, okay? And, of course, when we talk about the role of culture in management, we are also exploring, you know, what the managers can do to manage the different cultures that perhaps fall under the organization. We're not talking about working culture. We're not talking about the corporate culture alone. We're talking about the culture of within the society or within the country where the organization or where the company is operating in. Now, most managers in multinational corporations fall under one of two categories when it comes to uh, dealing with culture in management. There's those who deny that culture is an issue and they, therefore they refuse to talk about cultural differences because they worry that it will drive their companies or their, their workforce, their, their multicultural workforce apart. And then there are those who are afraid to tackle the issue. They know there's an issue when it comes to intercultural uh, management, intercultural dealings. Yeah, They know that they, there is an issue, but they are too afraid to tackle the issue. They are too busy with more important issues or they are clueless as to where to begin. Okay, so let me help you with the challenge of understanding cultural diversity, of, of uh, developing your cultural intelligence and to be culturally sensitive. Okay, that basically there are four vital areas to look at when a multinational company is assessing its approach to manage a given culture. The first is that there are certain consequences when culture is not managed and these might be lack of timely information sharing, sometimes it's derogatory uh, name calling of cultural others, there's also inability to enter a new market even loss of market share, there's lack of trust between the organization and its cultural counterparts, there's the inability to recruit recruit and retain quality employees, there's also the consequences of low productivity, etc., etc., etc. And basically, this will reflect negatively on the bottom line, which is not a happy place to be in when you are running a business. So, for example, one US-based uh, multinational corporation suffered a high turnover rate in several countries from both relocated American expatriate managers and locally recruited managers. And uh, American expats, yeah, American expatriates returned to the U.S. prematurely and they left some, uh, some even left the company. And none had received any preparation about the impact of cultural differences on their jobs or on their lives. And local managers complained of a lack of timely information from the U.S. HQ and opposed the U.S. company way of dealing with customers again there's no uh there's not uh, i mean the 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 quote from professor gert hofstede yeah uh, there is not necessarily one right way of doing things there might be two or three and it's not necessarily the first way is wrong the second way is right it's just different ways of doing the same things okay now there are also other areas there are four areas as i mentioned earlier but let me take a small break i'll come back with the next three areas where you need to pay attention to when you are assessing your approach to manage a given culture. Stay tuned to iRadio OUM. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. 
clouds in my stones. Let it rain, I hide your plane in the bank. Coming down like the Dow Jones. When the clouds come, we go. iRadio OUM roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still tuning in to iRadio OUM. Okay, we are in the cross-culture management and today we're taking a look at the role of culture in management, relationship of culture and management. Okay, before the break, I shared with you, uh, I was going to share with you the four vital areas to look at when a multinational corporation, when an international manager is assessing the company's approach to manage culture, to manage culture differences. Now, I've shared with you the first area. Now, let's take a look at the second area where certain common defenses that are being used to justify refraining from managing a culture. Now, uh, some management will say if we focus on differences, it will di- drive us apart. Or some managers uh, say that cultures don't matter. We're all human and we all have the same goal. Or um, some managers even say that language is the only barrier. If we speak their language, I'm sure there would be no misunderstandings. If I become too effective in this culture, you know, uh, or, or, or another another person might say, you know what, if I am too effective in this culture, I run the risk of being alienated from the home office, etc. All these misconceptions when it comes to culture. And the argument that all people are motivated by the same thing was actually dispelled in the company that insisted all salespeople be compensated on the US model of 50% commission and 50% salary and when we talk about this yeah uh, this happening uh, in the asian countries this is not a happy place for the workers to be in okay the japanese wanted 100% salary and the eventual compromise was 80% salary and 20% commission still the japanese sales staff was so demotivated that sales volume and market share eroded and after 3 years in this particular company the americans accepted the original 100% salary compensation and this delay in trusting the local japanese manager cost the US companies hundreds of millions of dollars in lost revenues so it's it's not the same people are not motivated by the same thing they are motivated by different things okay and the next area that you need to look at when uh, when assessing your approach to uh, cross culture management is where international business managers have to possess the necessary attitudes and skills for managing culture you need to be open uh, to clarifying with your colleagues the assumptions the, the expectations and behaviors you consider common sense are they the same you need to have uh, you need to be willing to break some rules considered to be sacred at the headquarters and you need to be willing to learn management and communication skills that are effective in the target culture and practice them again an example in japan yeah japanese corporation with extensive us operations devoted one year to developing a set of values for doing business in ways that respected both cultures and this blending of values resulted in a synergy that improved operations management employee relations recruitment and customer service so, so it actually worked out for the best and the last a vital area to look at when assessing 
uh, your the, uh, assessing your approach to uh, cultural management, cross-cultural management, is that you need to see the benefits from managing the different cultures, the diverse cultures. An international manager will develop allies among the local managers. Yeah, the international manager will enjoy a successful term as a leader in a foreign country or on a project in which the manager will be dealing with managers from other countries and eventually the multinational corporation will increase its market share and everybody's happy so you see the opportunities to put these ideas into practice are many and you know that the benefits of managing cultural differences compared to the consequences of not managing them should convince all of us to deal wisely with cultural issues. I hope I've convinced you and I hope you've had an informative hour. That's all I have to share with you today. I have to say goodbye for now, but stay tuned to iRadio OUM. More interesting segments are up ahead. This is Mehanim signing off. Assalamualaikum. Bye-bye.